We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists, talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to the Profane Argument. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 31st episode of the Profane Arguments Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. And uh, this week we are not streaming live to YouTube because Google has screwed me over, and I have no idea (laughs) uh, what I'm doing wrong, but it isn't working. So we're just going to post it like a regular podcast. But you can still follow us on Twitter, at ProfaneArg. If you would like to send a message, comment to us, etc., or if you want to put a comment up on profaneargument.com, we will look there as well. And while I mentioned that, we did have a question from a listener, and I thought we could address that first. Um, he says, hey guys, uh, tried to discuss last night why the Johnson Amendment and separation of church and state are vastly important and why Trump and other conservatives who want to repeal that are a bad thing. Got some good points across, but eventually got flustered and ended up getting mad because I was not able to put all my thoughts into words. Uh, now that the election is over, can you guys delve into that a little bit and discuss it? up to date on the podcast, but don't know if we've already tackled this. So we mentioned it previously, and unfortunately I don't remember exactly which episode it was in. I remember discussing it. It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. It was a few few episodes back. But in any case, I guess we can go uh, go over it a little bit anyway. The Johnson Amendment refers to basically a tax code that was added in 1954 that prohibits tax-exempt organizations from endorsing and opposing political candidates. So the basic idea is that churches can't endorse or oppose a political candidate because the church is tax-exempt 501c. And it's not just churches, too. It's all nonprofit organizations. So Penn State, for example, is a nonprofit organization. They cannot endorse a, a political candidate either. So it's any charity, anybody. I think his what he wanted though was us to discuss separation of church and state. Why that was important? Sure, isn't that what is that what his question was? That was definitely part of it. Yeah, he mentioned the Johnson. Okay, I was confused because end separation of church and state. So, so why is that important, Ray? (laughs) (laughs) That's a hard one to just tackle real quick, I guess. So, without knowing exactly what the argument was that you're facing, it's kind of hard to know how to approach it. But basically, the idea of the separation of church and state, that's, I mean, that's a fundamental idea behind our country. When the founding fathers came here, it was to get away from the Church of England and the oppression that they were under in England. So that was something that to, uh, they really wanted to get across, I think. And it was, it was mainly, um, I think a lot of were Quakers, you're not traditional uh, Christians, but they extended it to other religions as well. It was the freedom to pursue and follow whatever religion you chose and to not let it so that uh any any one person's religion if you're in a governmental position you're not allowed to use your religion as a reason to oppress other people which we will get to later as to why Mm -hmm. that's really important because uh it's still happening it's still uh it's still one of the big things that we always have to fight against it's interesting it was 1954 because it's about the that's about the same time that in god we trust showed up on our money it's somewhere so in wondering, there, yeah. 
Yeah, I was right in that area. So I was wondering why those two seemingly opposite ideas. I mean, I think the the Johnson Amendment, besides anything else, I mean, churches have a, specifically pastors, have a undue amount of influence and power over their followers. Now explain to me why it would be bad if they could endorse somebody. Because they have undue influence. People then are... are By the way, I'm just playing devil's advocate for, this, for the sake of this question. <laughs> But so, but okay, but you would imagine that these people were already aligned with their pastor anyway. So why is it why, why how damaging could it be? Well, I guess it depends on the church. Like if you have a pastor who you confess to, uh, like if you have a priest, like a Catholic mm. priest who you confess to, I mean they that's a, a lot of power spiritually over their whole congregation. And for them to come up and basically say, I mean, for them to endorse something, they talk about whether or not you can go to hell. And if they come out and say, you need to vote for Trump, are you going to question, well, does that mean if I vote for Hillary, I go to hell? Like, uh, it's a, a lot of uh, a lot of power that they hold. By the way, the In God We Trust was uh, two years later, 1956. I thought it was around there. Okay. And I think, I, the reason, interesting. I think the reason that we started talking about it previously was because at one point during the campaign, Trump said, and oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I'm going to get rid of that pesky Johnson amendment because without that, we could really get the word out. Well, he framed it in a much different light, but he was like, you people are being silenced and you shouldn't be, you know, you're all great people, all religious people are great people and this and that. And he he dangled a piece of meat in front of them to get him to vote for him. So, but what you're saying is this, is that, and this is, could lead to another discussion. I don't know if you want to have time for this, but that perhaps the people in charge of the church don't really have the people's best interest at heart, and they have dollar signs in their eyes as well. And if they could sit up there at a pulpit and be like, you're going to hell, we're supporting Donald Trump, that's who the, your church is supporting, so you have to support him too. And some people out there in the pews might be like, you know, this guy did say he likes to grab women's pussies <laughs> and might be thinking, maybe I'll vote for Hillary. But now they're like, oh, shit, now my immortal soul is on the line here. That's what, So I have to go with what my pastor or priest or whoever the fuck's in charge is saying. Is that, so that's what you're saying, right? I think that's worst case scenario, maybe. Maybe not worse, but one of the well, worst. If, if there's anything that this election has shown to me is what hypocrites fucking religious people are. Oh, they yeah. are the fucking worst. To well, let me go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I, I, I said my piece on those assholes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, if, if they want to be able to say things from the pulpit and to and to influence the people that are following them, just give up your tax exempt status. There is an easy solution to this problem. Oh, I meant more in the fact that they voted for Trump. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that in light of all the things that he said and did and everything about him that goes against almost everything in the religion, they. He still found supporters in those areas somehow. And the yeah. hypocrisy is astounding to me. Well, especially since he's, you know, three times married, not a religious fellow. Let's go with that. <laughs> he called Second Corinthians two Corinthians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I did. I did like how uh, uh, last weekend Pence dragged him to church on Sunday morning. I thought that was amusing <laughs> in front of the cameras. Yeah. It was probably a little out of place, but huh. yeah, I mean, th this is not this does not prevent a church pastor from speaking his mind and tr and attempting to sway his flock. He could do that. He just can't do it with tax exempt status. Well, he can't do it official. They can't make an official statement, right? Well, saying, no, he can. If oh, he, he says, "I am a now, I am now a for profit organization," and oh, I no, pay I thought taxes, you meant, I thought you meant in support of like. Trump, like we can't say the Catholic Church officially supports Donald Trump. If they give up their tax exempt status, they can. Well, yes, of course. Yeah. 
there is sure a solution that. to this problem for them. <laughs> I, but like we, like I think we said last time, I don't think this really is going to be a thing. I think he just said that to get the votes, and he hasn't yeah. brought it up since, and it's never going to come up, and and that's that. Yeah. Unless okay. he gets killed or quits, and then Mike Pence is in charge, maybe then it might. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, but it opens up the slippery slope argument, though, because it's not just you know Catholic Church or Christian churches that are will be able to take advantage of this. Every organization will. Planned Parenthood, the um, ACLU, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, all of those tax exempt organizations are now free to tell people. Whatever they want. Here's all of the data that we've collected on these people. You should not vote for that person. Everybody's free. It's it's one or you can't just say, okay, Christians don't have to follow this law anymore. That's not how this works, hopefully. Are you under the impression that Trump researched this argument before he made it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Not at all. No. It would seem highly unlikely based on all of the other evidence. Yeah, yeah he short sighted and just in, in you know in want of people's votes. Yeah, <laughs> Ray, you heard the the Sam Harris bit on him prior to the election. Did you listen oh, yeah. to that? Mm-hmm. Where he made a great analogy about Trump, where like he just says a word and he he doesn't even think about what he said, but he has to follow it up because it either rhymes or makes sense to the thing, and now he's committed to what he just said before that, and we'll just keep rolling with it. Yeah, yeah. There was a term for that that Sam used for that level of thinking, and I I don't remember what it was, but but yeah, he he boxes himself in, and then refuses to say, oh wait, that's not what I meant. I meant something else. He won't ever back. He refuses to admit that anything he says is wrong, even if it was a half hour ago, and now he's saying the exact opposite. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's just part of the, the ego. I, I have to imagine. I don't. I no. I think it's more deep seated than that fundamental pathological narcissistic syndrome <laughs> uh so in any case i don't know if we answered the question i don't if you want to be more specific uh jason that's who asked the question uh if you want to be more specific and uh give us what the argument was that you were coming up against please feel free and we'll try and address it better i tried yeah i tried to play the person he was arguing with but again i didn't really know what, what the basis what, of the argument yeah. is yeah 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 well, one thing I would definitely recommend to include as part of the argument that all right, so does an Islamic church now have the same rights as a as a Christian church and, and every other nonprofit? I mean, as soon as you broaden the conversation to everybody that's included in the Johnson Amendment, that, let's talk about the whole thing. It, this is not something that is just against Christian churches. Right. Karen, I thought we established that everybody was Christian. They just didn't know it or weren't oh, following right. the rules. <laughs> Good point. Sorry. Uh, it, it even affects atheist organizations. Um, the, the Atheist Experience show that is in Texas with Matt Dillahunty, they could not endorse a, a anyone running for president because they are filed under 501c. So it, it doesn't just affect religious people. It's any mm-hmm. uh, nonprofit organization. So, uh, but... Uh, let's move on to some of the news things. Um, like I said, or, or maybe I didn't. Uh, w- the one thing that we really want to get into is the appointments that Trump is making uh, and talk about those. But first, let's get through some of these news articles. Now, I put this first one in before. Uh, so <laughs> there's there's, a fo- there's already a, a follow up to it. What was that? I, I'm really curious about this one because the headline is really bizarre. Turkey rape. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Too close uh, to Thanksgiving, Ray. You need to explain more on this. <laughs> That's why I called it Turkey Rave, actually. But uh, it is actually from Turkey, the country. Uh, a ah. Turkish bill was uh, put in play. Uh, it was to be voted on 
that it was to clear men of statutory rape as long as they married the victim. Uh, so, so violence against women in Turkey increased in the past decade to around 40%, meaning 40% of women in Turkey have reported sexual or physical abuse. All right. Uh, so are, are we talking statutory rape, which is always bothered me a little bit, but I mean, so we're we talking about a, you know, a 14 year old and a 15 year old that got together, or are we talking about a 40 year old and a 13 year old? Cause this rule, this bill would apply to either of those cases uh, that I have a problem with. Okay. So like I said, the violence against women has increased uh, murder rate of women between 2003 and 2010 in Turkey increased 1400%. Jesus. So to try and curtail that, this bill was uh, brought up. Somehow they thought that this was going to lessen violence against women. <laughs> I'm not really well, sure how how I follow that that logic, but what, what do they have a reason for the uptick at all? Why why it's so rampant all of a sudden? Did something change? There are several different. There, one of the big arguments is that the the Islamic Brotherhood is making a. They've made several plays to try and get uh, control of the Turkish government, and that they encourage this because it's the, the Islamic Brotherhood is a they're an Islamist group. They um they are all about subjugating women, putting women in their mm. place. Getting women out of government. So I think that has a very strong argument. But other than that, no, not really. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything definitive. Huh. So this was posted. This bill was uh, was uh, being talked about on the 18th of November. And I, was, I, I noted it down that I wanted to bring it up and talk about it. But then four days later, uh, the Turkish prime minister ordered the bill withdrawn. Mm. And basically, uh, it has been struck out completely. And the uh, the reason that he cited was because of street protests and arguments coming from outside the country. Other governments saying, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is still um, a... It is still allowed in a lot of countries. Pakistan comes to mind as one of the – and Afghanistan, it, it, you know, that is, that is part of the Islamic historical tradition is, you know, child brides. Yes. And it – so. It, the Turkey's legal age of consent is 18, but underage ceremonies are widespread, apparently. Mm. It is a little alarming how Turkey has backslid in the last – year two years um they <laughs> wait were till you see more, our country <laughs> well yeah other countries too but yeah they they were always kind of on the edge in between the east and the west and walked the line quite well i thought and yeah it's it's bad at the moment and it's getting worse let me ask a question is this worse or better than the amish's rule of if you get caught two or three times <laughs> yeah we we might excommunicate you <sighs> volumetrically worse because okay. there's more of them. Now the, the I just meant based solely on the punishment right. or your way of getting out of it. I would oh. I would add this in that the proponents of the bill said that one of the examples that they wanted to curtail was well, a woman is 15, a man is 17. They get married. They're both under age. They start to uh, start have a family. And when they go to the doctor, the officials have to report it as an underage marriage. So now all of a sudden the husband has to go to prison. So just don't prosecute those cases. That's simple. 
They right. can they can still break the law, and you don't have to. You ha- you can look at it with with compassion and say, well, it happened. They obviously they're still together. They've got multiple children. They're perfectly happy. There's no need to prosecute that particular individual case. <laughs> nope, Just, you have to make wild sweeping changes because of that one unlikely scenario. <laughs> exactly, zero tolerance. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so maybe I wanted to bring that up because it was Thanksgiving and it had <laughs> turkeys, turkey rape. I mean, is anybody really shocked by this? No. Or, no. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's Not like, even a little bit. Everything. That's mm-hmm. all I read. I'm. I plan to hopefully never travel to the Middle East, uh, at least not with my family, because it tells me that there is a 95 to 100 percent chance that my wife will be raped and she will be arrested for being raped. Yeah, that is that is their jam over there. I think it just happened in Dubai last week. Yeah. Yeah. Not to Ian's wife, but yes. No, no, no. yes, right. Yeah, no, 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 no I, don't, I don't travel abroad anymore. I just <laughs> stay here and, uh, you know, do quiet things. It's funny that, that you mentioned that because as soon as Ray started reading the story, I'm like, one more reason not to leave the country. I'm like, but, this is the, but my country's getting fucked now. Shit. <laughs> uh, so the next news topic, I, I called it the Pence Law. <laughs> you called it that? Uh, the uh, well, I guess other people did too. But uh, the in Buffalo, New York, a new local law was introduced to ban the controversial practice of conversion therapy in Erie County. And the reason that it made news is because the law was called the Prevention of Emotional Neglect and Childhood Endangerment (P E N C E). So it was a law named after Mike Pence to stop what Mike T- Pence was trying to do in Indiana. That's, yeah. a, that's a sweet burn. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I don't think it's going anywhere, but... <laughs> no, but, uh... Oh, sorry. It sent me down a, a different track from a different show. Old nemesis of mine is still got me riled up from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Who's that? When Brian said that you're you're not allowed to judge Mike Pence for anything for any reason ever. Hmm? Brian said that? that on, yeah. our, on what show? On the, 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 uh, what's that other show that I do with you? It's the only one I do with you that isn't this one. Oh, well, well I thought maybe he might have said it on Puzzle Warriors when he guessed us. No, no. <laughs> I don't know why you guys were talking about Mike Pence, but. No, no, it was only the other show, and it wasn't that dramatic. He had a very specific thing in mind, but I still think he's wrong, and it's oh, bugging me you're since then. In regards to the Hamilton thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's We'll just talk about this off air. That's not exactly what he was saying, but I, that's I what he was saying. I, I, I've, I've, I haven't got it out of my head since then. I have thought more about it, and we can talk about it off air. I think I've come to to a more reasonable conclusion <laughs> that Brian's a piece of shit. <laughs> no, that is not. The, that in fact is not my conclusion. I, I think he is he is a perfectly fine gentleman. He's he just listen to the show, Ian. It's all right. You don't need to. You don't need to cover. <laughs> no, I, I really do. I, I, I think Brian is. I don't want to go crazy and say he's a delight, but <laughs> I do like him. <laughs> Sorry, right? Uh, no, no, no. That was fine. Uh, so in the same line, well, in the LGBT line, not in the Brian is whether or not Brian's a piece of shit. In the LGBT line. So every year, the National Defense Authorization Act has to be voted on. It has to be approved by the House and the Senate. And this is basically to fund, you guessed it, national defense. Mm-hmm. This year, not to be uh, – well, it's happened before. But this year, again, Representative Steve Russell from Oklahoma, 
imagine that he's a Republican, uh, att attached a very broad exemption that would allow contractors to discriminate against LGBT people based on the contractor's religious belief. No. <laughs> and this basically would completely dismantle Obama's uh, executive action in 2014, making that that harassment illegal. So obviously this is going to get vetoed. It's going to, even if it gets by the Senate, which it, it won't, um, it'll get vetoed if it made it to the, uh, the Oval Office. However, come January, mm. that will not be the case. And yeah. that's that congressman has said that he is going to send it up on its own after uh, Republicans come into full power. As a freestanding freestanding oh, freestanding law. That wow. is that is fine. I can I can be wholeheartedly against that, but respect that. This nonsense where, hey, we've got something really important coming up and we'd really like to get it done. But wait, I want to throw my own personal fuckery on it. Oh mm. my god, now we have to start from scratch again. Thanks, Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, that's just rude. But absolutely, if he wants to put that bill forward that says, uh, you know, I hate the gays, their lifestyles for some reason inconvenient to me, and it makes me feel uncomfortable, we should make it illegal, that's fine. Let's have a debate about it then. Let's have a sure. debate about that specifically. Yes. And not about anything else. Try, right. to, try to sneak it in under the guise of national defense. Yeah. Scumbag. Well, and that is, that's the thing. If this, <laughs> because he had added this... It has to go back and start from scratch as soon as it gets vetoed or shot down the Senate. It has to completely start over. So what you have is the national defense isn't – they're not getting their money. Yeah. Right. So you're talking about, you know, a huge impact to uh, the defense of the nation because you don't like gay people. See, that is wholly inappropriate. Uh, they shouldn't uh, – I don't even understand – I guess I better have to, I'll have to make an effort on my own time to better understand how government works and why that's okay. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi called it a, called it stunning that Republicans would use a defense bill to codify hatred and intolerance against Americans based on their sexual orientation or gender identity. She's, I, she's faking that. She wasn't stunned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she saw yeah. this coming a mile away. It is stunning and outrageous though. Yeah. To, to, you know. It's just irresponsible. Yeah, and sneaky and underhanded and dastardly. <laughs> and we hear about it all the time, people attack, yeah. attaching these other things to laws and then, you know, trying to sneak them in and yeah. have votes when most of the other side isn't in the office. And I mean, it's just, can we just pretend we're a legitimate government? <laughs> you mean like not appointing a Supreme Court judge for eight months? <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. All right. Nobody has anything else. I'm moving on. I'm so yeah, fucking right. mad. I can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be pretty mad. All right. Next topic. Uh, one thing that that was brought up uh, during our last podcast, which was right after the election, was how often does it happen that the presidents win but lose the popular vote? Reasonably often. <laughs> well, not not that often. So it's it's happened, I think it was three times previously although now i'm seeing it's four so let me i'll run through these real quick in 19 or sorry in 1824 john quincy adams was elected president despite not winning either the popular vote or the electoral vote so that's not really the same thing no that's just bizarre yeah how did that he pull bizarre. that off 
Uh, despite Andrew Jackson's victories, Jackson didn't reach the majority 131 votes needed in the Electoral College to be declared president. Neither candidate did. The decision went to the House of Representatives, which then voted Adams into the White House. Huh. Oh, yeah. I had heard people talking about that before the election. That if something Old like school that shady. Uh, in ni- sorry, I'm, I'm doing it again. In 1876, Rutherford B. Hayes won the election, but he lost popular vote by 250,000 ballots. So okay. Hayes, but he became president. In 1888, Benjamin Harrison received 233 electoral votes to Grover Cleveland's 168, but Harrison lost the popular vote by more than 90,000 votes. So there you Look go. These amateurs and their numbers. Yeah. Hillary did yeah. it by two million. <laughs> yeah, over. And then uh, in two thousand, the one we all knew about, Al Gore and W. Uh, the difference was about five hundred forty thousand more votes. So it's interesting. Do you think that the country is more polarized now than it used to be? I I don't well, see yeah, how you can obvious. say anything, but yes. <laughs> well, I mean, they I mean, they came up with the electoral college for a reason in the beginning so that each state i mean one thing that trump said not that long ago was that and he was wrong about this but he said that why would you all he had to do was go to i think it was new york florida and california and they are the only places you would ever go if we didn't have the electoral college because that you have the majority of the voters in those concentrated concentrated geographic areas if you can get those three states there are plenty of others that will just follow along and the, screw the middle of the country they're, they're not dense enough it's not the population density isn't there that the flyover states really become a thing well so there's some truth to that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly there is some truth to that he if he had have done that it wouldn't have made a difference well if he'd have done oh, that no, he there might was not no have way won. he was winning california ever no. No, no way. If he'd have done that, yeah, he probably wouldn't have won because he got he won by going to all the podunk cities in in Pennsylvania and Ohio and Michigan and middle of the country. And visiting Russia quite often. <laughs> yeah, and checking in with them and chatting with them, yeah. And telling them that he was going to bring their jobs back. He's not bringing the jobs back. <laughs> yeah. Not that that coal mine is not reopening. It's not happening. <laughs> no. Now, but I've had people argue with me that the electoral college we need that and i am still saying that the electoral college should go away it is stupid it makes no fucking sense to me when the majority of people vote for a person that should be the end of it am i wrong in thinking this no the the downside to it is that you know a presidential candidate will never visit wyoming or alaska or north dakota or any of these you know lightly populated states they would never go there it it's not it doesn't make monetary or numbers sense to do it you just let them do what they're going to do and ignore them so it it makes it so that every state is still important okay why does I understand that need that. to be true sorry why does that need to be true? If there are that few people in Wyoming, why do they need to be important? Well, that was the argument why I need, made. <laughs> yeah, why do they need to feel like they're included? Move if they're unhappy. <laughs> but it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like I like I get it. At a time when a state had a thousand people in it and they have representatives and they need a voice, but that's not really the case anymore. I mean, there's no state that has less than a million people living in it. Is that true? Or am I just speaking out of my ass? I would guess that that is true, but I don't know okay. for sure. Now, now <laughs> this now this this rule comes into play, and it's saying, "Well, guess what? Majority of the people, your vote doesn't count as much as this minority people over here." Yeah. So right, suck because it up. we need them to feel included. Yeah. yeah. Now, having said that, is now the time to be, you know, get rid of the electoral? Well, we should start working on that maybe next year. 
<laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, these people are like, oh, we need to get rid of it right now. I'm like, well, why did you say that last year? <laughs> well, yeah. it's not, you know, it's something no, I've no, always felt, but no, nobody's getting rid of it in the next four years. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. That, nothing's moving then. But, you know, <laughs> shit, I had a point. And I forgot it was. Sorry. Maybe the Electoral College needs to be kind of weight adjusted. Right now, it seems like the center of the country, the unpopulated areas have more say than the edge of the country does. Well, it's not really the unpopulated areas. I mean, the, the states that really have the most say are Pennsylvania, Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida. Well, Florida's kind of heavy, but the, those those states like Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania are not. They're, they're not lowly populated and they're not highly populated. I mean, they're not California or New York by any sense of the imagination, but they're also not Wyoming and Colorado. So, But, but the by the same token, they're also swing states. They go back and forth between Republican and Democrat. California has the most electoral college votes. Oh, by far. And by far. And they, I, I don't think they're ever going red. Really unlikely. So, and Texas is, I think, next. And they're really, really unlikely to go blue. So, I, I don't know. Do, do the people in those states count more than the people in Wyoming? To pick on Wyoming. I don't know. <sighs> Maybe the, the best, formula just needs to change. The best thing I heard by a, a much smarter person than I, I can't remember who it was, said that if we saw an election like this in Russia, where the majority of people voted for somebody and the guy who got less mm. votes still won, we would be laughing at them and being True. like, stupid Russia. <laughs> can, can you believe more people <laughs> voted for this guy and they put the other guy in? Right. Clearly, it's corrupt. Yeah, right. <laughs> So the so, one thing yeah. that the Electoral College does is they there is an, an actual vote on December 19th by the people who represent the Electoral College. So you True. have – and the idea behind that, I mean the real reason that that was put in place was so that if the people – if the vote came out that we were elect someone super crazy, that the Electoral College is there as a, as a valve saying, whoa, whoa, no – we're not doing that. Try again. We're going to send it to the house to to have them you know, pe some people who have been in power who understand how things work actually uh, you know pick someone. Not so. the The question is, can that can that work? Is it possible that the electoral college is going to look at Trump and go, "There's no way we can put this guy in," and and not actually have the electoral college make a difference? Not well, a chance. Well, yeah, what would actually happen if if they did that? There would be a huge uprising. It would go to the House, and what would the House do at that point? They would not risk their political futures and vote anybody else in. They would put Trump in, even though what the you know the founding fathers, the writers of this constitutional amendment, this is Trump is the person they envisioned in writing that clause. It is there to prevent him personally and individually from being in charge. Yet they're letting him do it. Yeah, but but they'll still let him do it because he has 27% of the populace behind him and 20% of the people that vote every single goddamn time. By the sheer number of Republicans now running up to kiss the ring, mm. I would say that'll never happen. Right. Also, some of the people who say, that, well, they are uh, electoral college representatives, um, at least one of them, uh, a guy named Art Cisneros um, in Texas, said that, uh, yeah, Texas – voted for Trump. He said, I, uh, I will not vote for Trump. He says uh, that he cannot vote for Trump. And he, and the reason he gives is because he's a Christian. And he said that if 
that Trump is not qualified morally, historically, as an elected official. I cannot and will not vote for Donald Trump. I believe voting for Trump would bring dishonor to God. Wow. He then resigned his position in the Electoral College. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you saved your own soul, but damn the rest of us to hell. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Was he planning on retiring anytime soon? Maybe that's... <laughs> no, no. This guy looks to be in his, like, his late 20s, maybe early 30s. Oh, really? Wow. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, but he says he will sleep well at night knowing that I neither gave into the d demands nor caved into my convictions or from my convictions. Uh, he says he finished it with, I will also mourn the loss of our republic. Mm. <laughs> I'd laugh Sounds if that wasn't fucking so true. <laughs> yeah. Probably a decent guy. I wish most of them had had stuck to their guns like that. Yeah. I mean, fucking Mitt Romney, he said the worst shit about Trump. And then he, he went ring. up to the tower and, and talked to him. Having dinner oh, with him tonight. Yeah. CNN had a had a, a, a reporter in the, the restaurant talking on his cell phone. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, using his cell phone to get footage of Trump and Romney walking in to the restaurant. So I did want to bring this up as well, uh, along with the Trump stuff. Democrat Ben Cardin has brought up a proposal to – basically it is – Blocking Donald Trump from going into the White House until he settles assets and complies with the U.S. Constitution. It's a uh, motion within the Senate, I believe, that basically says... He's a senator, yes. What's that? He's a senator, yes. Okay. Um, it is basically uh, asking the Electoral College to not appoint Trump on 19th of December unless he gets rid of all of his potential co conflicts of interest. But he can't. He has so many conflicts of interest, it would take him years to divest himself of all that stuff. There's Not to no mention way. there's no law saying that he has to. Yeah. Mr. Cardin pointed out that there is a clause in the Constitution that says no person holding an office, any office, of profit or trust shall, without the consent of Congress, accept office. So there is actually a clause in the Constitution that uh, addresses this. No person holding any office of profit or trust shall, without the consent of the Congress, accept office. And that's very much paraphrased, but... Sure. Mm. He has but that's consent. not going to happen. No, he has their consent. That's no. That's not yeah. a problem. Mm. That's nice just, try, yeah. whoever you yeah, are, sir. Mr. Cardin is not going to get that many backers, so... Yeah, this is true. He, some of his backers, though, include the uh, former chief ethics counsel for uh, Obama and... The, the chief ethics counsel for uh, W. Bush. Hmm. They they are backing the senator in his move, saying that, I mean, it, it, it really is, it flies in the face of the Constitution. He can't be president when he's making money by have, having deals with, with foreign dignitaries. Right. Yeah, he had a whole bunch of um, dignitaries, brought them into, I don't know, meet somewhere in Washington, D.C., and extolled the virtues of his new hotel, which is two and a half blocks from the White House. I mean, he is already flying in the face of decency. That's true, but he's it, not president yet. <laughs> he can do that right now, and it's not sure. illegal. <laughs> but it's not going to change either. This is true. But it's not going to be illegal when he is president either. Right. He's immune because and he's he the president. And he also stated the president can't have a conflict of interest. Because he's right. the president. <laughs> because once you get to that level, there is an assumption that you won't be a complete douchebag. And unfortunately, that's not the case. Well, there could be an impeachment process held just by the violation of this clause. Like you said, sure. it's not going to go anywhere because Republicans are going to be in charge of the House and the Senate. 
for two years. Yeah. You hope. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> yeah, they had two years to fuck around with voter laws. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, gerrymandering. Yeah, they could gerrymander the shit out of everywhere. They're good. They're good for the next eight. Ugh. All right. On, on that bit of good news. <laughs> uh, hey, let's move down to uh, page two. Um, so we have a list of 12 appointees that Trump has, uh, I guess these are as official as they can get. Who knows? He might fire them before he gets into office. But his 12 appointees for different positions within his cabinet. Um, I thought I would go over them real quick. And then my question is going to be, which one of these is going to be the absolute worst for the future of the country, future of the world? From a... From a secular point of view. Okay. So first off, we have uh, Jeff Sessions, who was appointed attorney general. Wherever I found it, I'm going to note their uh, their net worth. Jeff Sessions has a net worth of about $7.5 million, so he's a millionaire. He is known – well, first, attorney general is what he is being appointed to. He is known for saying good people don't smoke marijuana. Sorry, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> And he's no, one, no one ever accused me of being a good person. <laughs> no, I meant more of that, uh, hey, marijuana will be legal nationally. <laughs> oh, that's never going to happen. Not now. Well, no. but I, by never, I mean, again, <laughs> they'll roll it back as far as they can, and then the slow climb will begin. Mm-hmm. In 1986, he was also rejected a federal judgeship due to racially insensitive statements. At one point, he said, I'm fine with the KKK uh, until I found out that they smoked pot. Uh, later, when questioned, <laughs> when questioned about this, he said, "I was just kidding. That was a joke." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a real piece of work. Uh, good one, Jeff. That's funny. I get it. <laughs> he he also room talking. <laughs> he also is a uh, climate denier. No surprise there. And he has stated that the NAACP was an un-American organization. Oh, good God. Okay. Who's next? Is it Priebus? Reince Priebus. Reince Priebus. Uh, I'm sorry. He's going to probably fall off the list really quick unless you guys have some more negative stuff. The worst thing that I have is what we know about him for sure. And he said, uh, nobody cares how awful Trump has been toward women. Like, he just completely disregards anything negative that Trump has done. Um, And I'm assuming that he's just getting in office because, uh, you know, getting paid back for his support. Mm. Oh, absolutely. That's the, I, I, I'm assuming that's where most of these people are coming from. Oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Oh, I think you're not most? Half? I would say right so far is the only one, re- well, in Bannon, I guess, right. for, for loyalty. The rest of them are like just straight up fucking evil. No. <laughs> like Reince no. is, Reince is a spineless lackey. And that's all he is. And, he'll and he's going to be the no chief more. of staff. Right. Mm. And he was super loyal. He said, if you guys don't stop speaking out against Trump, the RNC will cut your funding and you'll never get another chance at running a president. And they all got in line. Right. Yeah. They all christied up. But that doesn't – I'm not saying like as, as chief of staff, what damage is he going to do? What does the chief of staff do? Uh, does he oversee all the other? No, it really just kind of runs the day-to-day operations for the president, more or He's less. He's kind of right-hand man. Well, yeah, I, th- yeah, I assume <laughs> that, that all his other staff report to Rance, and Rance tells Trump, you know, what he thinks is important. It's more, It's. more. I think it's more like he'll be like, hey, President Trump, Jeff Sessions wants to have a meeting with you. <laughs> right. So Let me coordinate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
But th- there have been plenty of chief of staffs that have like just been ineffectual. And mm. I think Reince is just there to keep regular straight line conservatives in like, hey, we get, come on, we put one of yours in here. You know, he's not crazy. But like as far as like, yes, he was very, very loyal. And that's why I, I believe he's there. But like the fuck with Jeff Sessions, he was like a Trump supporter. But, you know. He's also got some good evil shit on him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I think a lot of them are that way. I think, uh, well, I don't want to ruin Ray's yeah. list, but we could address them as they come down the list. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so third, Tom Price has been appointed Secretary of Health and Human Services. He has a uh, net worth of about $13.6 So things that I could find on him, he has made statements about the impacts of the gay rights bills, as he called them, basically saying that any time that you give the LGBT community any more rights, it it has impact on health insurance across the board because they do things that are not natural. He's not a fan of Obamacare either. Right. No, definitely not. Uh, He cheerfully admitted that the uh, House Republicans passed a resolution affirming in God we trust was just to remind the president of what the motto of our country is. He's the one who did that? Yes. I remember hearing about that. Um, he said that uh, women who can't afford birth control should, uh, He, when asked what women who can't afford birth control should do, uh, he said, there's not one woman who lacks access. Bring me one woman who's been left behind. There isn't one. When, in fact, about one-third of female voters have struggled to afford birth control at some point, including 55% of younger women, according to polls and, and surveys. Yeah, shit's not cheap. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Well, that's nobody that he knows of and nobody in his world has trouble affording it. Exactly. That's the problem. $13.6 million insulates you a lot from the the poor folk of this country. <laughs> he was not the lead, but he joined in the caucus in support of defunding Planned Parenthood. And in 2012, he voted for a right-wing budget that would have given a $265,000 tax handout to anyone who makes more than a million dollars in a year, but cut funding for welfare and food stamps by $3.3 trillion. And he is also a fan of privatizing Medicare. This is, again, Secretary of Health and Human Services. Right, he's, oh, he's the, the block grant to Medicare and Medicaid guy, isn't he? Yes. Just give, give chunks of money to the state, and the state knows best how to handle their local. So, you know, women in Texas will continue to die, and women in California will be fine. Okay. Got it. <laughs> number moving on. Number one. Number four. <laughs> yeah. Elaine Cho. Chow, probably. Sorry. Elaine Chow uh, has been <laughs> not transportation, transportation. <laughs> I can't type. Anyway, Secretary of Transportation. Right. Uh, her net worth is in the tens of millions, but not confirmed. Uh, right. She did run the Labor Department throughout Bush's W's two terms, and she is also Mitch McConnell's wife. So her net worth is tied directly to Mitch McConnell's. So I would say this is another absolute. Like she definitely has experience because she was wasn't she? Didn't she do Secretary of Transportation under George Senior? Um, I don't oh, no, know. She that? Was depu- no, she was she was the deputy. Oh, deputy transportation sure. secretary under George Senior. Then she was labor under George Junior, and now she's transportation under Trump. And his, but despite the experience, this is an absolute gift to Mitch McConnell for his loyalty. 
But it's weird, though, because, I mean, one of Trump's big things is that he wanted to, you know, spend money on infrastructure. That falls under the Secretary of Transportation. Right. So he wants to inject a whole bunch of money into this department to work on, you know, bridges and roads, et cetera, et cetera. And she, as a secretary, is going to have to argue against her husband, Mitch McConnell, who is going to say, where's the money coming from? That is Well, first of all, that's not going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So that that won't be an issue. hmm. She's just there to collect a paycheck and be in charge. And you forgot to mention that she has a turtle fetish. <laughs> Whoa. I, I had no idea. Oh, because well, she's married to Mitch McConnell. I get it. Oh. <laughs> I thought I thought you had uncovered something for a minute, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I think oh, that oh, yeah. I was a little slow to pick that up. Yeah. Next, we have Betsy Devos. Davos? Davos, oh, I imagine. She's a, yeah. I always, whenever she, I see her name, I think Davos, that she's the head uh, <laughs> right. Dalek. But in any case, uh, she has been appointed Secretary of Education. Her family net worth, and this is what started me on this, $5.1 billion. Sure. Yum. She, uh-huh. uh, she, she, she invented, they invented Amway, didn't they? Her husband, yeah. Her, her, yeah. her husband was the family that invented Amway, which is a MLM, so that's nice. <laughs> um, and also, her brother founded Blackwater. <laughs> oh, sweet. Blackwater. Uh. Oh, the contracting company in Iraq? Yeah, yes. the contracting okay. company yeah. that is uh, war profiting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she has a lot of money, uh, and she yeah. is all for privatizing all education. She wants. Uh, she loves sco- vouchers. Yeah, she wants school choice. She wants a complete reduction in oversight of chartered schools, um, and she has been appointed a Secretary of Education. <laughs> so, if you need. Always reduce oversight. That always works well. <laughs> well, now I don't have anything specific against charter schools as a theory because in some areas, the public education and local public education is really bad. So a charter school can provide an alternative for people. However, the, the way she is pushing it, she is pushing it to, you know, to the extreme of, you know, get rid of, of, of public education and make it all privatized, make it all voucher based. And if you want to get rid of all oversight, that means that, you know, what is to prevent a a religious organization? Well, let's say, um, the, what is it, the uh, the Amish school their children up through fifth grade. That could be a voucherized school. So we get to pay for children to not be educated. I'm not okay with that, weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the money angle, though? There's got to be there's got to be a money angle in here somewhere. It's uh, uh, charter schools don't use unionized teachers. So it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. But there's no twist in this like, okay, we're going to keep rich kids in private schools, give them good education, and fuck all the rest of you fucking public school fuckers. We're going to keep you nice and stupid. Well, well yeah, there's also, no oversight. Didn't so she the also no oversight. Come out okay, and, okay. I'm just trying to figure out what her angle was. Didn't she also come out and say that she was against the uh, child labor laws? <laughs> say that that her? Really? Yes, that was her. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah. Work is good for the soul. Work, work, yeah. work is good for children. It teaches them values that they couldn't have learned in school. And by the way, they, those poor kids couldn't have afforded my school anyway. So they <laughs> says, just, they just need the to serve me. the woman who was born into unlimited money and has never worked a day in her life. Exactly. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so uh. teach the children uh, what you want to teach them and make them good little workers 
Teach them early how to work and be quiet. <laughs> and while you're doing it, make money. Because if you privatize all the – just think about the privatized prison system. Same kind of deal. The oh, they're great. <laughs> yeah. They're making money hand over fist from the government. This is the end game for, for education as well. Make it all privatized schools so you can make a profit out of it. So we could, so they can slowly take away the math and science books from them and just put hammers in their hands? Yeah. Be like, here, yeah. bang this metal, kid. <laughs> that, well, That's this all- is yeah, – I was going to say, this is the – Despite all the other things that have come up, this is the true, you know, horror of the Trump presidency is it is the end of a government for the people and the beginning of the government for the corporation. Yeah. And this is long game stuff. This is starting starting with your children. Teach them early that they are cogs in a wheel. On a slightly lighter note. Uh, our next person is uh, Nikki Haley, who's been uh, appointed ambassador to the UN. She has a net worth of 1.6 million. The the big things against her, she's uh, mem- one of the base members of the Tea Party. She was uh, in, put into office during the the wave of Tea Party a few years back. She's completely opposed to the Syrian refugees, so that'll work in nicely in the UN. She's had major economic problems while she has been governor, but BMW, Boeing, Bridgestone, and Michelin were all given huge tax breaks and strangely contributed to her campaign. She uh, has increased or she's decreased unemployment, but the but basically by making low paying jobs more available, making a overall income in her state drop by 13.8 percent. Wow. And now, uh, I'd forget which state it is, but she is, her state is now rated ninth most unhealthy state in the union. Uh, it used to be 30 something, 32nd. Didn't write enough of this down. But in any case, mm-hmm. so, and she's one of the, uh, you know, better ones in this list. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the weird part of it is, I mean, she's, um, second generation American. Her parents were born in India. They were Sikh. Yes. Moved to America. Um, had a couple of kids, and she's Christian now. But yeah, she's she's Indian, Indian. Freaking anchor babies. Yeah. <laughs> for for what uh, they moved, they emigrated. So <laughs> one thing I will say in her benefit, she was one of the original people calling for the removal of the uh, Confederate flag at mm-hmm. the uh, governmental buildings. South Carolina, I think it might that be. Sounds yeah, right. she's okay. a Carolina. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Though. Okay, South. But in any case, she called for the removal of the Confederate flag. So hey, there's a someone did a good thing. What about mm-hmm. her tremendous lack of experience for the job that she's been appointed to? <laughs> I mean, a governor doesn't really prepare you for ambassador to the UN, yeah. Foreign policy, yada, yada. She's not the worst. Move on. (laughs) Uh, Next on the list is Steve Bannon. He has been appointed (laughs) counselor to the president. He has a net worth roughly $10 million. Uh, We did talk about Steve Bannon before. I don't know if we want to cover it again. Breitbart, racist, pretty much open racist. So hateful. (laughs) Yeah. Looks like walking sickness. I've said it before. Yeah. Does not look like he's healthy. He looks like the real life version of what they based Stacey Keach's character off of in American <laughs> History X. Yes. That's a hundred percent who he is. He is Cam from American History X. I don't doubt that. I'm wondering if that's how that's probably a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> Uh, if it does, then uh, wow. 
I'm stunning myself. But <laughs> uh, next on the list is Michael Flynn, three-star general, appointed national security advisor. His net worth unknown, but he's a general. He, I mean, he's rich, but not that rich. He is uh, again national security advisor. He is extremely oh. anti-Islam, and uh, mm-hmm. no, really anti-Islam. He was sacked as the director of the DIA, which is the Defense Intelligence Agency. Um, He was sacked because of his racist statements. He also contributed to RT, previously known as Russia Today, a Kremlin-run news outlet. Oh, that's that guy. He actually (laughs) went to Russia and was on the air. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, He sat next to Putin at some fucking event, right? Yeah. Yeah. Over there. Uh, he is his basically his whole outlook is to wage global war to install global peace. Oh God! <laughs> yes! So he wow. he wants to f- be friends with Putin and take over the world and basically okay. kill all the brown people. Does that include Nikki Haley? <laughs> <laughs> it might. Once he gets all the ones in the different countries, he's going to have to focus <laughs> inward. You know, that's true. Well, She's converted, though. Yeah, so she's nah, safe threats, now. threats domestic and abroad. Well, once Steve Bannon gets a hold of him and be like, listen, her blood's not pure. We got to, yeah. listen, you know, we got camps. Let's put her in there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> next, next on the list, KT McFarland. Uh, she has been appointed deputy national security advisor. So under Michael Flynn, uh, she has a net worth of about four. No. Sorry, her net worth is unknown, pending, was what the website said, but we do know that she owns a mansion in Southampton worth $4 million. So, she's got some money. Right. So, a people purse is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) So, she, apparently she ran against uh, Hillary Clinton for the Senate in New York for a very brief time, and then gave up. lost. But other than that, I couldn't really find anything about her. Like, not... Hardly anything. She comes from a wealthy family, and she was aide to Kissinger. So right there, uh, that's a negative. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I I tried to look her up a little bit earlier today, too, and really couldn't find that much information on her. I mean, she works in, you know, in security, so. Yeah, she's going to be working for Michael Flynn, so he's the one we're going to have to worry about, not her. So she's going to fall off the list pretty quick here. Next is Don McGahn, White House counsel. So he would be the, basically the lawyer that works for the White House. He has pushed to deregulate campaign finance and election laws. (laughs) What more can he deregulate? I mean, (laughs) as of right now, with super PACs, it doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Allowing the super PACs to work directly with the the campaign, that'd be further. Please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, uh, he, Edwin Meese, who was attorney general under Reagan. Reagan? Yeah. I remember Ed Meese. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> he said about Don McGahn uh, that he dealt ably with the intersection between politics, government ethics, and the rule of law. Basically saying he is able to skirt the law and make tons and tons of money while doing it. Mm. He's a lawyer. That's what they do. And finally, we have Mike, Mike Pompeo. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, appointed director of CIA. His net worth is about 345000 Popper. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he wrote an op-ed in 2012 chastising Democrats for harassing the Koch brothers. Oh, God. Uh, he is a baseline Tea Partier, has always been a member. Uh, he is a close friend to Mike Pence. Uh, he considers Pence a friend and mentor and has supported online surveillance programs 
has said that former NSA contractor Edward Snowden should be brought back from Russia and given due process. And he said, I think the proper outcome would be that he be given the death sentence. So that's what he means by true process. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, before we get into Mike Pompeo, Edward Snowden is fucked. Fucked. Yeah, bad. He is fucked unless Obama pardons him, which I don't think he's going to do. Yeah, I don't see that happening. As January 21st, he is going to be on a fucking plane back to America. <laughs> oh, it's and I completely, I completely missed out. We added uh, Trump just recently added Steve Nuchin. Nuchin? I'm going to go with the M is silent. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. He's Steve Munchin to me. Munchin. <laughs> I'm adding an N to his name. Uh, Secretary of Treasury, I couldn't find anything about this guy, so I don't know if you guys have anything. Rich fuck. Not much. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Goldman Sachs banker. Douchebag. Oh, uh, okay. Right. And movie no, producer. Wait, he's the Goldman I thought that was... Oh, he is the Goldman Sachs guy. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Goldman's, and the movie producer. A, I think there's a couple of them. And the movie guy. He's the guy who did uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. And American Sniper. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure his production company did movies other than those two. Those just happen to be the most prominent. As much as I love Fury Road, he doesn't get a fucking pass for it. No, I agree. <laughs> I uh, And I know that we didn't add it because it wasn't confirmed, but I had uh, this Wilbur Ross gentleman who is the most likely candidate for Secretary of Commerce. Right. I was I was reading all about him, and he is he is another one on this this favors list because here's here's where other than you know. His, you know, he's a, you know, 80 year old multi billionaire who <laughs> invests in everything. Um, here's where he comes from. Uh, if we hop in our way back machine to when Resorts International decided it needed to uh, head over to Atlantic City and start opening, uh, you know, uh, the Taj Mahal and the other two Trump buildings. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the New York real estate model, the New York real estate kind of bottomed out and Trump lost all his, uh, you know, gotten a lot of financial trouble and all his lenders were like yeah we're coming for your hotels in comes a man running rothschild investments named you guessed it wilbur ross, ross. who said it's this trump guy's cool i got i i vouch for him and uh trump was allowed to keep everything and rebuild his empire wow wow huh. so <laughs> i was gonna say guess who the secretary of commerce is about to yeah be? that that sounds pretty pretty set in concrete there Wilbur <laughs> Ross. so that's definitely a, a return favor yeah holy crap yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Wilbur shitbag. Like I said. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't Wilbur. go Wilbur. Uh, so Wilbur I'm going Ross. to vote right off uh, number four, Elaine Chow. I think she is probably the least damaging to the country. I would like to propose just something that you, you and I talked about, about this list, that I want to argue that Mike Pence should be on this list. He was not voted indirectly. He was picked by Trump. Well, while that is true, president. he was picked by Trump and then the people voted. Sure. And I would say Mike Pence is responsible for most of the people on this list. <laughs> <laughs> so indirectly, he's being represented I'm, here. I will con I will concede to you in that if he were on this list, he would probably become number one because of what Jared just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, we got 12 people. We got to get through this. <laughs> All right. So, in 12 uh, minutes. Yeah. That's a minute a person. <laughs> I'm okay with, with, uh, with Chow at yeah, the... Yeah, it uh, seems like she could do the least got, amount of a damage. Right. Yeah. She does, well, she, she has the most experience in that position. She was the deputy version of that position. And right. she was Department of Labor for yeah, I mean, eight years or four years or however long she did that gig. 
Yeah, I mean, the worst thing she can do is let our bridges and, and roads fall apart more. Man. But that's the thing. She, <laughs> she, she has no say in the matter. Yeah. She can beg all she wants, and he can say that he was going to promise that, but he's not going to, they're not going to do that. So Probably she's not. just going to sit there, collect a paycheck. I'm curious, though, why she doesn't have McConnell's last name. Because she's a celebrity. She's a public figure. Because he's a turtle? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a turtle. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. That was for one Leonard F. Jakar said. <laughs> I'm a turtle. <laughs> All right. So who who else is? Uh, Who's number 11? Less damaging. I got to go with Reince or Nikki Haley. Well, Nikki Haley, I mean, as ambassador to the UN, she could piss off a whole lot of That's important That's my only prop. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's inherently yeah. evil. She's a fucking moron. But mm. she just by being a dipshit, she could screw things up. <laughs> Well, she, I mean, she's, she's not a good person. She's a tea partier. She's anti-choice. She's, she's just not a good person. She's, you know, pro-Christian, yada, 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 all that bad stuff. While that's true, I I think Reince is more dangerous in the position that he holds. He's he's kind of like in the worm tongue to uh, Trump Saruman kind of position. Oh my God, you're giving Priebus way much more credit. You think? That guy (laughs) is a wet blanket or a dish rag. He's nothing. He's a no, he's... Spineless, he's a yes man. Trust me. He's a yes man. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that what he wants you to believe? Maybe, you know what? That's what Wormtongue had us believe. <laughs> <laughs> but I am all for Nikki Haley. I think Nikki Haley is probably my next pick on here. Sure. Why is it the women? Huh, interesting. I don't it's know. It's funny because KT McFarland might have been my next one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just because she's an un- unknown quantity. Well, because she has Same to answer to Michael with- Flynn, so he's right. going to be doing most of the horrible things. Right. Yeah, as a deputy, she's going to be behind other guys. So, yeah, just knock her down. Okay. I don't have an argument to that. I, no. I hate Kissinger, but, yeah. <laughs> Can't really hold that against her too far. Um, I think the uh, Don McGahn is probably next. The White House counsel? Little- yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I think he is going to be responsible for making sure Trump gets away with as much as he can. And for, for, the, for the future of what this guy mm. could do if he wants shit done? I have to go again. Reince Priebus should be next. <laughs> he's not going to do anything. I could live with that. I'm okay with that, too. He's, okay. he's, he's a, a, jump up, a jumped up secretary. <laughs> He'll be like, uh, glorious leader. Uh, some of the people are saying that's not a good idea. Shut up, Reince. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I don't know. I, I think he uh, – maybe he maybe that's true. Maybe he's just been put in his, his place as a puppet. Well, that's the thing. Like if you're under the impression that like Reince made that statement when he was like get on board or get the fuck out, like that was something he came up with or like the yeah. donors were like, Reince, get your fucking party in order or we're going to pull all our money, which I believe that was more like it than him getting a fucking spine all of a sudden. He's just a good project manager. He knows how to get people in a room. All right. Of the all people left. People, yeah. They all seem so awful. Oh. <laughs> well, let's try putting the worst at the top and see if we can sort it no, out that way. No, 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 no. We're doing, oh, we're doing so the other Oh, so torn on the worst, though. <laughs> yeah, no. that's just as hard. No. All right. We, we, have, to focus, we have to focus on uh, who's the least. All right. So Nuchin is, is uh, Secretary of Treasurer is, is eighth. Is that his spot? I might be okay with that only because I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I don't have a lot of Nuchin information. Yeah. I'm okay with where he is. Like, we've seen this kind of appointment before, so we, we know what to expect. <laughs> right. Hmm. Pompeo, I want to bump up from seven as the director of the CIA. And for Christ's sake, he wants to go shoot Snowden in the head. Well, that's bad for Snowden, not for us. <laughs> well, true, true. But it's bad for anybody who wants to be a whistleblower in the future. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Snowden was good for us, though. So it's it's oh, bad for us. Indirectly. Yeah. yeah. I hope he's planning his escape now. <laughs> I hope so, too. Yeah. He's a pretty smart guy. 
Are there any other non-extradition countries that he can hide out in? He was originally headed for uh, Ecuador. Uh, okay. <laughs> is he? He's not heading towards their uh, embassy, is he? <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Well, that, but the problem, yeah, right now is you know Putin has got a hand on him at all times mm-hmm. right now because he's going to turn him over. Poor Snowden. Uh, all right. Who should be? Who can do the least amount of damage next? Maybe Jeff Sessions. Like no, what? no. I mean, it'll be horrible, but like doesn't you know, change the the future of our country or the planet. <laughs> yeah, it'll right. just be right. All all he runs is the FBI, the ATF, and the DEA. Whatever. <laughs> well, I'm, Ian, I'm just holding him up against all the other shitbags we have to look at. <laughs> like, what exactly can Def- Jeff Sessions do as Attorney General? That's really going to fuck shit up. I mean, he's going to make it horrible for certain people. There's no doubt about that. But you know, if he's like marijuana, this and that, like that's. But, you know, just that's bad for marijuana people. Yeah. He had some other bad points, though. What the fuck were they? Oh, wait. Jeff Sessions is the racist, right? Oh, wait. Yeah, okay, he said he was <laughs> fine with the KKK <laughs> okay. until he found yeah, out they he was fine. Pot. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, hold on. God <laughs> damn, we have a fucking basket of shitbags. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real collection here. Can they all um, tie for number one? <laughs> well, I think Steve Bannon kind of is a standout. I don't know. I didn't know. I, I'm... If, if we're talking about long-term damage as opposed to immediate damage, I'm really nervous about Betsy DeVos yeah. and Michael Flynn is super scary. No, but Ian, we're going for least worst right now, not most worst. Yeah. Right, right, right. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know oh. Steve Bannon stands out, but... he's she, He's got company, yeah. Well, yeah, here's I don't, the think, thing about I don't Steve... think he's anywhere near a lock. Here's the thing that they're saying about Steve Bannon. One, he doesn't need to be confirmed. No, mm. not at all. So he's, he's not a... a yeah. Two, he's in a made-up position. <laughs> right. And yeah. three, they're saying, like, the position he in is equal to what Reince Priebus would be. So he's going to be with the president all the time, whispering in his ear and slowly Blinking. directing him, probably. Okay, See, so he's Wormtongue? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he's I, I the real Wormtongue. <laughs> I don't think so. I think his job will be to anything that would – any sort of – I don't want to – not like, you know, obviously physical attack, but anytime, you know, Trump is about to do something, Bannon will be able to steer him to say, you know, here's here's who the real enemy is. You know, it wasn't Trump. Trump – you know, ignore what Trump's doing over here. Look over here. It's, it's you know, it's the blacks. It's the Muslims. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll let us know who we should hate, who we should be afraid of. You know, why the liberal press is, you know, framing things in a dishonest light. I think you got him confused with press secretary. I, I think that he is beyond press secretary. It's a matter of access. But here, I look at it this way, that all these people, you know, everything they do ha- ends on Trump's desk. He's got to decide ultimately, right? They just can't go willy-nilly off and do whatever the fuck they want. And Steve Bannon's going to be sitting next to him at that desk. <laughs> We're right? so in his ear. Something comes across his desk and it's like... Let's lock up all the Muslims. And Trump's kind of looking at it for a second. He's like, you know, maybe that's not such a great idea. And Steve Bannon's like, whoa, whoa, glorious leader. Now, let me tell you <laughs> why the Muslims are fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's worm tongue and he's going to be there all the time. Well, who, yeah. said, who said that there was precedence for locking up because of the Japanese internment camps? Somebody actually called that as a precedent set for doing that kind of thing. That was just some asshole congressman. Was it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's not on this list, I don't think. Okay. All right. Phew. All right, so let's look at it maybe from a secularist point of view. Okay. As what opposed- about um, 
What about Pompeo? He is the poorest of the last of this group. <laughs> I almost went by how much their net worth was. <laughs> he is he is the poorest, and he is. I would. You know I was what? I, if I we lost you, so bad. That's it. No, I petered out for a minute. I was like, he's no the CIA. I can't go through more of this nonstop surveillance wiretapping. And then he's gonna wreck the internet. God damn it! <laughs> well, listen, we haven't even seen NSA or anything like that. So, like, CIA is more across the ocean type shit, right? NSA is more internal. Well, what's NSA? National Security Advisor? No, National yeah. Security Advisor is not an NSA. All right, just NSA is National Security Administration. No, no such agency. No such agency. <laughs> so I don't know how much damage Mike Pompeo can do. To this country, other than fuck with other countries, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's probably a tremendous amount. But I, I'm th- compared to some of these other people, like that's what I'm saying. Like maybe Pompe- Pompeo should stay where he's at on the list because remember, mm. it was the NSA who has the big data collecting device out in fucking Utah or wherever the hell it is. It wasn't the yeah, CIA? I, no, but all the uh, all the intelligence organizations are. Oh yeah, I agree with something. you. <laughs> but I'm saying compared to who we have. Yeah, yeah, compared to the list, I agree. And again, then then I'm just going to work my way up the list. Tell me more about this Don McGon. Yeah, I mean, really, I'm wondering if he's he's not next on the list because he is – well, let me pull the information back up. Well, based solely on what you have written there, I already – you know, that scares the shit out of me for the future. Right, because he is going to make sure – he's going to make sure that the the Tea Partiers stay in charge. Mm. Because, I mean, let's face it, that's how Trump – that's how Trump – Got in place. The right. Tea Party, he, he immediately had them behind him, like every Tea Partier. And he sure. is, uh, McGon is going to make it so that gerrymandering stays in place. Um, he, yeah, I mean, that's, he, that's all he knows is election laws is camp- and campaign finance. Right. So that's a bad thing. But if that's the only thing he's going to fuck with, then he can stay where he is on the list. I'm, I don't have yeah. an argument against that because I'm looking at yeah. the top five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, Flynn at, is Flynn is a scary individual. Yeah, at this point, I'm going to vote that Jeff Sessions is uh, number five. Tell me more about yeah, Tell me more about Tom Price first. Oh, <laughs> so Tom Not, Price is the guy who uh, said I think that. I, hold gay, on, I think I have him pulled up. Go ahead. Yeah, gay gays cause the cost of healthcare to go up because they're unnatural. Ugh. He is against. He's birth control, anti-Planned Parenthood, and uh, the, the voted for a budget that give millionaires tax breaks. Mm, see, he seems he seems Sessions equivalent though. But I think he's worse than what's, Sessions. What's no? I don't. I think I think Sessions is in a, such a significantly more dangerous position too. Well, maybe I'm confused as exactly what the Attorney General can do. He's the head of the FBI. He's the head of the. Uh, uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, and he's the head of the DEA. Well, how is right. he head of the FBI if there's an actual head of the FBI? He's above that guy. He's above that. That guy has to answer to him. Correct. Yeah. He he sets the tone and what <laughs> laws are. So, for example, right now, the uh, the states have been allowed to have local marijuana laws. The federal government could crack down. They don't right, crack down. Right. This guy could say, you will crack down starting now. Right. And the federal and the state laws don't count. Okay, I mean, again, that's horrible for certain people, but it does. It's not going to like kill them like fucking <laughs> a guy in charge of health and human services might. True. True. While we're talking about them, I'm going to move them to four and five if nobody sure. objects. Okay. Nope, I agree. I agree. I think I think I'm, I'm comfortable with either. 
I think we they I think they are almost equivalently evil mm. and equivalently dangerous. Probably I, I would I would yield to Tom Price being uh you know a little higher above Jeff Sessions. On the evil scale, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Sessions is a racist, but <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think you know. can just direct the FBI to start fucking rounding up black people just for the hell of it, right? <laughs> you got to make up a reason to shoot them, right? These days, mm. all right. So or sometimes got, you don't, I guess. right? <laughs> we've got Betsy Davros, head of the Daleks, uh, <laughs> who's going to tear apart the education system. Uh, Steve Bannon, who's just the most racist person possible, next sitting next to the president, and Michael mm. Flynn, who's going to destroy the world and make it in his own image. I'm comfortable with dropping Bannon down to three now. Me too. I was just going to make that same argument. Karen? <sighs> I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to switch one and two. Well, well yeah, we were talking about Bannon. Yeah. Ban well, no, see, the thing about Bannon, though, is that Trump is so manipulatable that, you know, he could whisper into his ear, you know, uh, push the button, push the button, go ahead, push it. And as but we know from uh, American History X, Steve Bannon is really good at manipulating people. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. But I have a feeling that Bannon could not hold his own against Michael Flynn. Like, I have a feeling Michael Flynn, he, he's the type that might cower to a guy like that. Yeah. And Betsy has billions of dollars. So shut the fuck up, Steve Bannon. You only have 10 million. <laughs> yeah. So obviously she's winning. This is true. Right. Yeah. And she's like, I can buy you out fucking 500 times or wherever fuck I can't do math. So <laughs> Trump might defer to her in a situation. Yeah, I, th mm -hmm. I feel like like I I get the unbelievable depths of Steve Bannon's hatred and depravity, but I feel like he's you know just probably one or fewer generations away from being completely obsolete as a person. Mm. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see how he, much damage yeah, Betsy say, does. We'll see. I was gonna say we'll see what Betsy can do. Yeah. Well, I, Michael Flynn, I, I think I yeah I'm gonna still make a case for he should be number one because he's a little terrifying. Sure, I would say I would say he is the immediate threat, and she is the yes. long play. Agree. She's definitely going to be long play. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So, yeah. and I would. My, she, what, my, go ahead. What she does in the next four years is fixable. What he does might not be fixable. Right. So what I was going to say was that Bet what Betsy does is going to cause poor families in the country to not mm. be able to get an education, which is then going to make Don McGann's job of making sure that the Republicans remain in power even easier. Um, mm. I mean, that's really bad for our country. Michael Flynn is bad for the world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I agree. I agree. I, I think I think DeVos opens up like, you know, she can make the things bad long term and they are fixable. You know, in one way or another, they're fixable. They could either be reversed and things could be back on the right track or she could push people so far down that she triggers an a modern day American style French revolution. Yeah. Sure. And not to mention out of the four of us, I believe none of us are Muslim. <laughs> I think I can Agreed. safely say that. <laughs> and if I were Muslim, Michael Flynn would probably be at the top of my fucking list. Oh, he's, he's, I'm not Muslim and he's, he's, he's I <laughs> yeah. will definitely concede that he's at the top of the list. Yeah. He's a wackadoo. And we're on his list now. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I love about this list so far though? No Newt Gingrich, no Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> No Chris Christie. Uh, and I'd hate to say it, but it looks like we're going to get Ben Carson somewhere on this list eventually. I thought he I thought they tried and he said, please don't put me on this list. Yeah, but no, he was he up for something else. But now they might think they're thinking of him for uh, HUD. HUD. Yeah. Which is one letter away from Chud. <laughs> or 
pod. Oh, is it health and urban development? H and something development. I don't remember. Yeah, housing, urban, housing, 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 housing and urban development. Yeah. You know, something he's absolutely qualified to do. Actually, I think supposedly he has had an interest in housing and urban development. So whatever. Let's face it. He's black. That's why he's getting the job. <laughs> Looking at this list of names, um, there's another list of names. I'm just wondering, it, you know, as we look back – our future selves look back at this list of names. <laughs> do you, do you want to try ranking this next list that I'm going to post here at the bottom? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so uh, the names I posted are Goering, Ger- Goebbels, Himmler, Hitler. I mean, these people that Trump is appointing, they are nationalists. They are mm, yeah. absolutely Along the same racist tones, the same nationalist tones, the same military tones that the Nazi party had. I, I don't see how anybody could argue against that statement. Oh, but you'll find plenty of them who will. <laughs> yeah. No. We will not argue with you. I don't know how these fucking people who sit on these news shows and argue that stumps that Trump's all his choices have been fucking stellar and do it with a straight face. I don't know how they fucking sleep at night. It must be on piles of fucking money. Because it's the only way you can say that shit with a straight face. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, 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 you are correct. That is how it is on giant. <laughs> it is on giant piles of uh, piles of money. But you're right. I mean, the list up. It, it's. I don't want to say it completely mirrors it, but it's close. I mean, it, it really. We did just go into a long discussion about Joseph Steve Bannon Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's that's actually what brought it to mind. Is Goebbels is uh, Steve Bannon is the Goebbels of of trump's party there's <laughs> there's no question about this <laughs> I know. It's, it's, everything is just uh sorry and in true american fashion we've sort of just let this one go by we're kind of forgot about it we bitched about it for a week or so and nobody's really talking about it anymore well i don't think that's true though i think people are, this one is different people are really upset about this people are really affected by this people are depressed by this even people that are republicans and are small government people understand that this is a whole different ball game this is it this is not safe this is not healthy this is not forward progress this is just bad all around the guy is a fucking meat m- not <laughs> i don't even know what the word is i feel you karen i feel you but you can only get punched in the face so many times before you fucking pass out and it was like, we followed Steve Bannon up with Michael Flynn, and then we followed it up with fucking Mike Pump. You know, it's like, and now I just don't hear that much about people bitching about Steve Bannon. Because I, th- I think at this point, people are waiting for them to try to do things at this point. Oh. Yeah, you're right. The punches of the names and, the, and what these people believe have been too much. Now we're just waiting for people to try to do things. All right, you're going to try to pass a law to do what? All right, now I'm back on board. Now I'm fighting you again. Because I- – Except for the morons who voted for Trump, because they have no idea of any of these names and haven't heard really anything. <laughs> no, they don't care. All they want to know, all they want to know is where can I buy that stupid ass Christmas ornament for one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> and line his pockets. Oh, the, the Christmas mi- ornament is the greatest thing in the world, though. The, oh my god! <laughs> the comments on the Amazon page are <laughs> many feet. Yes, they are. Uh, I wish I'd have brought it up so I could reference some of them, but they are fantastic. Uh, talking about how the, uh, you know, I was okay with this at first, but now swastikas are appearing on my other ornaments. <laughs> I like them. It's like, it, it kicked all the blue balls off my tree. <laughs> well, you see, now he's wearing a new hat. He's Now he's wearing a hat that just says USA on it and a little 45 on the side because he's going to be the 45th president. Like, he's yeah. already marketizing his presidency. Oh, it's... <laughs> 
I have Horrific. a new pre- I have a new prediction though, Ian. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. This is yeah, I don't think you're going to you like predict- this. I was going to say will you predict something good for a I change? Can't. Things are shitty, man. <laughs> <laughs> that Trump will probably step down in a year. A year, maybe a year and a half after he gets sworn in. And he will he will step down and say he'll do it in such a fashion that he says, I've done my job. I corrected mm-hmm. the course. Everything's going to be fine. I did a great fucking job. But now it's time for me to step down and let Mike Pence. Mike Pence is going to run everything for you. I did what I needed to do. And I that was my plan to get out right when I needed to. That way, he's still considered president. He left on his own. He wasn't kicked out. He wasn't impeached. And he can run with that for the rest of his fucking life. And one day, Eric Trump or so Donald shitbag Trump will run for president. <laughs> and then we get Mike Pence. No. So your prediction is that he is going to retire while on top. Yep. That is. That's, that yeah. seems unprecedented and unbelievably irresponsible, even for the most irresponsible, <laughs> immature man I've ever heard of. Well, no, it's perfect. I think you're right. Look at it God this damn way. damn it. Look at it this way, Ian. If he we listen, I am absolutely positive in four years we are going to be economically, socially, all across the board in the fucking shitter. Just there's just there's I mean, we've done this before. History is repeating itself. We've seen it. It will happen exactly again, if not worse this time, just based on the 12 names that we're looking at right now. Now, whether or not Trump really believes he's the greatest person in the world and he can do it, why run that risk of, (laughs) you know, Things be like when you can physically see things are horrible. There's dumpster fires everywhere. There's tire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just really bad. Get out before. And, and he really, regardless of him saying or thinking that he actually did anything in that year and a half, it doesn't matter. That's what he's going to say. And he's like, I'm done. I'm out. I made it. I won. I beat everybody. I, I got to kick Obama out of the house. That was yeah. his. That's that's his thing. He's just going to go up there. He's going to say, sweet. I'm the heavyweight champ. I'm retiring undefeated. I'm the greatest champ of all time. Mm-hmm. Drop the mic. Oh, that can't be. That can't be. That's that's preposterous. I say nay. I say predict something. Why can't you predict me coming into a lot of money? Well, when I <laughs> when I get that feeling, when I get that Nostradamus <laughs> feeling for you, you sh- I will you let should. you know. Oh, man. Or, you know, at least something good. <laughs> <laughs> right now, my prediction for you is to hide all your money in your fucking mattress. Because <laughs> you're going to need you it any- to burn it when the fucking electricity goes out. <laughs> and keep warm. Uh, I don't know. Did you have any failings on Sunday? On what? On Sunday. This Sunday. Were you sitting around going, I think Ian's about to go eat some hot wings and then win a small, then win, then win enough money to pay for his hot wings. Now. I, I I went out and that happened. I was hoping maybe you had seen it in a dream. Oh, I'm fucking so confused. I'm like, no, nope, I didn't. Nope. Not. I was just I was I'm recapping minor events of my life in case you dreamt them and didn't tell me about them. All right, I will try to focus more on you and see what I can come up with. Think about oh, me and my needs. So uh, hopefully um, that hopefully that turns out okay for you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Donald J. Trump just tweeted something. Uh-oh. He said, I will be going to Indiana on Thursday to make a major announcement concerning carrier air conditioner staying in Indianapolis. Great deal for workers. Was it like the Ford deal that he didn't negotiate but took credit for? Yeah. That that they weren't even leaving. They never planned on leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that they said. No, there was some discussion about it, but a union deal worked it out. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing to do with him. Uh, All right. Now, yeah. Victory tour. I think uh, I think we've we've done it. I really enjoyed this. I find I found it really cathartic. <laughs> Hopefully, you did too. Hmm? 
But I think we're out of time, probably over for this week. If anybody has any comments or questions or if you'd like to ask us anything, uh, you can go to ProfaneArgument.com and leave a message there or tweet us at ProfaneArg. I'd also like to encourage you to check out some other shows, other podcasts that you might be interested in. You can go to SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com or SoonToBeNamedNetwork.tumblr.com where you can check out the other shows. Um, I'm not going to list them. You can find them either there or on ProfaneArgument.com website. And if you'd like to support us, give us a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, even though this one won't be there live on YouTube, But uh, or you can follow us on SoundCloud. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. And my final thought for this week is just going to be to reiterate, Steve Bannon is the Joseph Goebbels of the Trump cabinet. <laughs> True that. <laughs> oh. Mm. And- Whoa. And you should check out Leah Romini's uh, Scientology and the Aftermath. It's oh, yeah. Tonight. Oh, it's it's an hour ago. Oops, sorry. <laughs> it was on already A&E. on by the time this was up. <laughs> We're going to be talking about it in a future episode. Yeah, definitely. All right. Good well, night, we got everyone. homework this week? Yeah. Well, Scientology <laughs> homework. Is it really homework for you? I love Scientology homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Good night, and may your God go with you.